Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. It is Thursday, September 9th, and I'm so glad you can join us today for Guest Day on SWAT Radio. If you're just tuning in for the first time, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and I'm real excited today to have a warrior. He has been a gridiron warrior. He's a warrior in the marketplace for Christ. He's been a warrior on the mission field, and uh, I, I haven't known him a long, long time, but I've known him long enough to know that he's got a heart for the Lord, and uh, I would be in a foxhole with this brother any day of the week. Uh, Leo Wisniewski, welcome to SWAT Radio. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Doug. Thanks so much for that uh, gracious introduction. Uh, excited to be on with you and your SWAT Radio Brothers. Well, you, Leo, you uh, are the executive director for a ministry in the Pittsburgh area called Locking Arms. I'm a guy who just met you, and I'm saying, what's Locking Arms? What is what is that? Well, we're a, a brotherhood of Christ followers who um, are pressing in. Uh, to the the mission of Christ and um, uh, the heart of our ministry is is making disciples of Christ who make disciples. Uh, but we believe that friendship is uh, the pathway to a man's heart, and um, so we uh, we do uh, monthly events. We do two retreats a year. Um, we engage men in the marketplace uh, through friendship, and um, and we want to get them into a small group huddle experience. And uh, in that, uh, they experience men being transparent about their journey with Christ, and uh, their love for the Word of God comes out, and... Um, the, that that iron sharpens iron kind of um, uh, relationship dynamic is something they experience there, and um, and many men are drawn into it. We're non-denominational. Our, our guys come from all church backgrounds uh, and unchurched men, and uh, so we don't um, get lost in the weeds. <laughs> on non-essentials of the faith. Uh, I think our guys like that. We um, will uh, talk where we uh, confront uh, certain issues um, that are controversial in the body of Christ when we come to those passages in the Bible. And you know, we'll say, well, the body of Christ believes these three different things about communion, or the body believes these different things about the second coming of Christ. So um, I think uh, that approach is uh, refreshing for a lot of our guys, too. Hmm. Well, uh, I had the chance to experience uh, locking arms when I came up. You gave me the privilege of uh, 
coming to to minister at one of your retreats. It was a great, great time up there with your guys. Just a good group of guys. In fact, it was so good that I had a couple of your guys on as guests on our radio program and uh, got a lot of good feedback. And these are guys that you've built into who are building into other guys, and that's what it's all about. And uh, I just so appreciate your ministry and what you're doing up there. And I, I wanted to have you back on uh, for a variety of reasons today. We we lost a good brother uh, last week here. We didn't lose him forever. We'll see him again. But we lost him here at least temporarily. And, and that's Tunch Ilkin. And you and Tunch were, were uh, guys that did a lot of ministry up there in the Pittsburgh area together. Um, uh, reflect a little bit, Leo. You got a chance to go to the memorial and 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 share and, and be there for that. Uh, tell us a little bit about what what went on there. Was it? It had to be a, just a great witness for Tunch's love for the Lord. It really was, Doug. Um, the uh, his uh, three children and his wife they they just did a beautiful job. Uh, with their eulogies, and um, uh, the oldest, Tanner, and then Natalie, the, the middle daughter, and Clay, the youngest son, all three of them um, just really lifted up Christ in their father. It was just remarkable, kind of the, the faith, the hope, and the love that poured through each one, and they each had some funny stories about their dad as well. Um, his wife, Karen, uh, had had a powerful word about Punch's life and um, uh, their courtship and, and uh, discipleship that, that Punch kind of began um, with her in that courtship process. Yeah, it, it was a, a powerful celebration of um a life hidden in Christ Doug absolutely mm. and and you and I were talking we got uh we got a few minutes here before our first break and I was uh just I was moved at Art Rooney it, it, his description of Tunch and his acknowledging the faith of Tunch and and I think anytime you get an NFL owner <laughs> who is uh willing to go out there in this day and age and put that kind of stuff and read about it on ESPN. I was kind of taken back by that. And I think it just speaks to, to Tunch's, uh, his witness. He never held back even as an announcer, did he? I mean, when he was out there, he was, he was a Christ follower wherever he went, wasn't he? He sure was, Doug. Um, yeah, no one could mistake that all the good works that Tunch did, and um, he and, and Craig Wolfley, who's also a close brother in the Lord to me, um, they, uh, for over 30 years, have been uh, such a big part of uh, the Light of Life, which is a um, mission uh, organization here in Pittsburgh, a, a very large one and, and very Christ-centered one. But no one, no one would mistake Tunch as, as simply a humanitarian because he was confessing Christ mm-hmm. and the gospel wherever he went. 
And um, whether it was his weekly radio show that he did with Wolf, um, and they lost some sponsors because of his boldness and Wolf's boldness on that show, um, he uh, was loving people where they were, but he was pointing them to Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to let people know, you can go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission um, if you want, and you can donate to what they did up there. I, I had a chance to actually walk. I don't know if you remember, Leo, I was up there and we actually walked. Do you remember that? I mean, yes. I was part of that walk yes. one time. Uh, where, yeah, the Tonson Wolf Walk for the Homeless. Yeah, we actually, it, it's yes. like a, a, it's a 10 mile fundraising walk. And uh, Tunch and Wolf were much a part of that. I got to meet Wolf up there and, they're great guys, and it's a great thing to help those that are in need. It's a biblical thing to do that. And Tunch, Tunch didn't just do that. You know, you were sharing, and uh, we're going to have to go to a break in just a second. But I, I want you, when we come back from the break, to talk about the importance of those men in our life that we do we do ministry together with. The people that we have around are, uh, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Leo, says that, that, you know, when we are an island, it's a disaster in, in the Christian walk. You cannot be a loner. There are no lone wolf ministers out there. If they are, they're, they're destined for a disaster. Uh, we were built to be in community, and you've done a great job with locking arms. And, and Tunch, Tunch, pretty much, you got, he did the same thing you did with locking arms at uh, the Bible chapel with the men's ministry there, didn't he? He absolutely did. Yeah, he did. Uh, in fact, you know, I think that ministry uh, was a model for just so many years to other churches on how to develop a men's ministry. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was a neat thing to see so many men involved in these uh, monthly groups. Like, how many how many groups do you have now at Locking Men? How many small groups of men? are being discipled now in locking arms we we have uh somewhere around uh 10 to 12 groups that meet weekly around greater pittsburgh um and uh we uh we still have a couple in uh, other locations uh new jersey uh scranton area well, well, you know, um, when we uh, when we come back from the break, Leo, you, when I was up there, you shared with me um, um, something you had written about the love of the Father, and I know that's always been a that's always been a, a, a passionate thing for you, God's fatherly love for us. Um, when we come back, because I know when you deal with the death of a friend like this and he's not dead, he's, he just passed from here to, to eternity. Um, and he's a believer because as believers, we don't die. We just transition to, to the next phase, uh, where we're with God. And I want you to talk a little bit about how the father's love gives you perspective, uh, for you and Wolf and guys that were around touch who lost a good brother here temporarily, but, know you're going to see him again. Would you be willing to speak about that when we come back? Oh, I sure would, Doug. Yeah. 
Hey, you're listening to Leo Wisniewski, the executive director of Locking Arms Ministry. If you go to LockingArmsMen.org, that's a great organization to support. Uh, all you listeners in Mississippi, Virginia, uh, in, uh, whether you're in Idaho, no matter Texas, wherever you are, go to LockingArmsMen.org and you can uh, go on there and donate and help support what they're doing in the Pittsburgh area. It's a great ministry. I highly recommend it uh, as a ministry work in that area. All the stuff they're doing, and not just there. They go all over the world and do mission stuff. So we'll be right back with Leo after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed for the good Lord. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's uh, Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and I am... Uh, Really uh, glad to have my brother, Leo Wisniewski, on today. You know, Leo and uh, I just met a few years ago through a mutual friend, and he invited me to come up and um, to to speak at a prayer breakfast up there that's a, a pretty big deal. Leo, you guys have like five or 600 guys that come to that prayer breakfast every year, don't you? Yes. Yeah, we do. Uh, you were the speaker at our Thanksgiving prayer breakfast, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And that one's got like a, I, it's cut, getting close to a 50-year tradition every year at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great to be up there with you. And at that time of year, kind of wintry, you took me out to a place. We had some good uh, breakfast <laughs> before we, we, we got to spend some time together. And uh, it's it was really neat to see that many guys coming together. And most of those guys were guys from Locking Arms and guys from the Bible Chapel, um, it, it, which which showed the, the love and, and, and kind of the camaraderie that y'all felt. Uh, you and Tunch and your ministries kind of serving alongside each other. 
You know, you don't see that a lot, uh, Leo, uh, today in in ministry. It's sad that we don't have more formed partnerships like that, like you guys, because yours is a parachurch, and uh, right. Tunch was at, at uh, the Bible Chapel, which is a, a local body, um, and there was n- not a lot of competition there. It was more of just working side by side. I never sensed that from either one of you guys. How did y'all come to that kind of relationship? Well, I, I think it was an extension of our covenant friendship in Christ, Doug. Mm. Um, and uh, so there, there was just a lot of love there, and we never viewed each other's men, you know, as, as property. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and we, we shared a view of discipleship that though the Lord may use us in a very special way for uh, periods of a man's life, that, that the fullness of um, our discipleship experience, which is lifelong, mm-hmm. it begins at conversion and it's lifelong, but the richness really comes as, as different men pour into our lives, and then we in turn pour our lives into other men's lives. Mm. Well, Tunch had a, uh, you know, you, you played in the NFL just like he did, and a lot of times when you reach, the, very few people get to reach that that pinnacle of success, and um, very few people make it, and when you make it and you get up there and you play uh, uh, for as long as he did, and uh, and you have a football family. Your son Stefan played and is still playing. Your brother played for eleven years. Um, you know, Tunch and you both never really wore that on your sleeves. And in fact, his his widow uh, Karen, who by the way was his second wife, he we had him on and he shared about losing his first wife to cancer. Um, but his his wife Karen said this about him that i can tell you the touch that you loved in public was the same man at home he was kind he was compassionate man who loved jesus and he wasn't perfect touch would tell you he struggled just like we all as men we we struggle with different things but he was a kind compassionate man who did not get his identity from football he got his identity from christ he didn't get his identity from what he did like just like you and i I so appreciate that about both of you guys. And um, that was one reason I wanted you on, because when you shared that writing with me that you wrote uh, about um, the Father's love, I, you really saw Tunch as a brother, didn't you? He, he wasn't just a, a guy in ministry beside you. He was a brother, wasn't he? He, he was, Doug. He was a real brother in Christ. And uh, and that that covenant uh relationship you know is something that the lord gives to us sometimes you know only maybe once or twice in a lifetime mm-hmm. you know, david and jonathan had that kind of a relationship and i shared that that relationship with tanchai uh, i met him 40 years ago uh, at a steelers christian football camp at at uh, beaver in, in Beaver Falls at Geneva College, and um, 
you know, from the the first meeting, Punch, he uh, invited me, you know, into his life, into that friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Wolfley and John Colt uh, were there, and I felt that very similar embrace of those guys that, hey, um, we want to walk with you uh, with the Lord uh, through your NFL experience and beyond. And um, I, you know, Tunch, he was a friend of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, John 15 talks about the point where Jesus told the disciples, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. And um, the servant doesn't know what the master is doing, but I've told you all things that my father uh, is doing. And um, so it's this this kind of higher place that as we walk with Christ and and pour out uh, our lives and surrender to him, um, there is this deepening intimacy of friendship that, that he gives to us, and uh, and Tunch was that friend of Jesus, and he was always inviting everyone into that friendship. Um, didn't matter if you were firefighter, teacher, youth coach, police officer, business person, homeless person, uh, NFL owner. <laughs> you identified. Art Rooney earlier, right? Yeah. Or someone struggling with addiction. I mean, he was going to lift you up. And uh, it didn't matter if you were an up-and-outer or a down-and-outer. Mm. And he, he loved everybody. Mm. Um, and I uh, saw his special love close up for the brokenhearted and the least and the lost. Mm. And he uh, he set the standard high, Doug. Mm. Um and he was one of those guys that I could I could uh, tell men, you know, go down and meet with Punch because because you can follow him as he follows Christ. He's gonna not perfect, like you said. He's he's got his struggles, and he's gonna be transparent and share with you those struggles, whether it be lust or anger, pride, whatever it may be. But but he is wholeheartedly following hard man after Christ. Mm-hmm. And so follow him as he follows Jesus. Well, I love on your, on your website, when you talk about serving, um, I, I love what, uh, you write there because you talk about Pittsburgh being near Jerusalem. That's where you live. Right. And, and if you look at Christ, um, he, he said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem you know, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. And, you know, Samaria, for a lot of people, they don't, they they think geographically, they don't think relationally. But the Samaritans were hated by the Jews. And, and, and they were really, it was people, like you said on your website, and that's what I love, that people were coldly forgotten and even despised. And, and, do you see that, like, there has been, would you say there's been a rise in homelessness? we got a couple of minutes for the break. Uh, there's a rise in homelessness now that is, and, and I find even in my own life, there there have been more bold, and the homeless people I see are more bold about asking their 
Uh, some of them don't look homeless. There's just a lot of them uh, almost growing around the country that's created, uh, I don't know, a, I don't know if y'all have seen that in Pittsburgh. We've certainly seen it here. And are, are, what, do you, what do you say about that, Leo? I mean, because I know this is an important part of y'all's ministry is to serve these people. Yeah. Well, Jesus spoke to our responsibility to serve the poor and bring the gospel to the poor um, uh, and, and to meet material needs um, as well as spiritual needs. And, um, you know, parables like um, the Good Samaritan, uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats, um, which is a depiction of judgment and um, how we will be held accountable to love um, the least of these, mm-hmm. um, those who are homeless, those who are incarcerated, those uh, widows in need, um, those hungry and thirsty. So Tunch uh, took that very seriously, and as a ministry, we are, we are uh, attempting to do that as well. Um, Light of Life is one of our ministry partners. We love we love those guys and what they're doing. And um, uh, I, I think you know each of us as Christ followers, we've got to pray about you know our response um, in serving the poor. And um, you know I I, I feel like um, there uh, are so many good opportunities. Uh, to be a volunteer to me that's where life change happens you know i'm a volunteer with urban impact a great um youth ministry here in inner city pittsburgh it's got a long track record 30 years and um, i'm also um, a mentor uh, for family guidance and um and so i i i I feel like the challenge that we have guys let them talk about their service experiences mm-hmm. how the Lord using those their lives to create real transformation. Yeah. Yes, I'm talking about the difference they're making. Hey, Leo. Hey, Leo, we got to go to the break for the news. Uh, We'll be right back. Okay. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio with Leo Wisniewski. We'll be right back on SWAT Radio. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door. I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. You're listening to uh, Doug McCary of His Light Ministries, and I'm talking with my friend Leo Wisniewski. Leo, sorry to cut you off. We That's a hard break for us on the half hour with the news, and we were... We were talking about something really important, and you were sharing about getting men involved in mentoring, and um, it, you know you had shared about the light of life. I know that was a big deal for Tunch, but you, you have a great 
mentoring program up there called the Bridge Mentoring Program where you actually match adult mentors with boys and girls in that community. And um, how how have you motivated guys or how have you networked guys to doing that? Do you reach out to churches? Do you just do it through your small groups? Because you really got a good program uh, going uh, and there's a great need in every community for that. I- I'm just curious how 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 did you get started with that, and how do you keep it going where you get supply the mentors? Yeah, great questions, Doug. Uh, I we got started in it. I I think because I um, and a couple of our leaders, um, our lives were impacted significantly. Um, through an organization called Family Guidance that's uh, here in Pittsburgh, still growing strong, Uh, one of the oldest mentoring organizations in the country. And um, uh, so then with uh, Urban Impact um, and and for a period, the Bridge Mentoring Program was connected to the Wilkinsburg Bible Chapel. That was that's a satellite of uh, the South Hills Bible Chapel. Mm-hmm. And um, David DiDonato, um, uh, he um, was the pastor down there overseeing it. Um, but uh, it, there's such a huge need, and I wish I could say we were doing really good at recruiting men. Um, but there's just, it seems that uh, there's so many things, you know, vying for uh, the hours in in a man's schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, we're, we try a lot of different things to recruit, um, but um, we, we, we need a lot more of our guys to step up to that need uh, because uh, – the the crisis of fatherlessness is is with us and it's only growing and um and men as mentors can can make a difference a big difference in the life of fatherless kids mm-hmm. and it changes the men who do it doesn't it it really does it really do- it really does i my testimony uh in mentoring is that it it really uh, changed our children as well. You know, they um, becoming friends with um, young boys from the inner city. Um, uh, most of my mentees were African-American, um, raised in a very different culture than my kids. And, and for them to uh, learn how to love them, to be compassionate toward them and, uh, and learn learn how different their culture is and appreciate those differences. It's been a great thing for our kids. Mm. Well, um, speaking of, of kids, how is your son Stefan doing? He's doing really well, Doug. You would be excited for him. He's beginning uh, a pastoral internship at his church up in the state college area outside Penn state. Uh, the church is called Calvary and, um, 
he's going to uh, be doing some men's ministry work, some campus outreach work uh, at, at Penn State with the athletes, and he'll be starting seminary uh, by taking a few online courses this fall as well. Yeah, um, and uh, he, you know, I, one of the things I loved about his story, he was a Jacksonville Jaguar for a while, and um, and that was before I knew you, I think. I, I don't think he was here when I knew you. I think he had already gone to the Eagles then, maybe. Maybe, maybe it was right around that time. But, you know, that I know he was, uh, when you he went up there, it wasn't, the best of conditions in his mind. And he ended up getting a Super Bowl ring, not only there, but in Kansas City as well. And I got pictures that I sent you when he was at Kansas City and they, they got the Super Bowl um, rings. He was so happy on the sideline. And I just I was thinking about how upset he was at first of being traded out of Philadelphia, you know, just on a personal level. It just, you know, because change like that, nobody likes going to a new place. Uh, but he ends up twice getting the two rings, and that, isn't that a great feeling for him? I mean, just that he got to go experience that before he got out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And he he um, he was a starter in Philly uh, quite a bit um, the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, but in that next season. Um, uh, there were some injuries, um, but he did start late in the year and, and in the playoffs. Um, but there were, you know, it was kind of back and forth with, with him in a backup role or, or, or in a starting role. And, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing how the Lord directed his career, particularly in, uh, the last, last four seasons, and uh, he was a starter in uh, three Super Bowls uh, and and won two of them. Yeah, so, yeah, and you know, and, and, and even though that's in his background, he when when he was talking about the transition from the NFL to being a pastor, um, you know, he 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 talks about um, what what the most important thing to him was, and that's his faith in Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, um, yeah. I mean that, you know, and, and I, I've talked to him. I, I really believe he means that, you know, and that's, he said he loved playing the game of football, but the best part of my life is my relationship with Jesus Christ. I can't imagine a better full-time job than teaching people the Bible and sharing the love of Christ with others, and I, I just think that is an awesome, um, an awesome thing that he's doing. I know you're excited about it, and uh, and I'm just very grateful to see that he's doing that. I know he's going to enjoy that. And I would just ask people out in the audience who's listening, lift up uh, Stefan, lift him up because um, it's tough. I mean, it's tough being a pastor. It's tough. You put a target on your back, don't you, Leo? <laughs> when you go yes. in ministry, I do, and, and I, I love that um, Stefan has been sharing with people that 
that this is God's calling on his life because um, knowing that, you know, you've got that irrevocable call from the Lord, that that will help you to see the way through a lot, a lot of hardship, a lot of suffering. And um, uh, it's, it's very much a blessing for me to, to hear Steph talking about that calling. Well, and you know, um, he shared a little bit and uh, maybe we, we've got about three minutes before we have to take our final break. Um, could you, he, he talked about that Christianity for him was just a cultural thing. Obviously growing up with you having a heart for, for Christ, um, it was going to be important in his home, but he said, um, it was cultural for him until he had a car accident. What happened in that accident that really caused him to focus on God after that, Leo? What happened? He he was coming home from um, getting ice cream with his sister Sarah and and one of Sarah's friends, and uh, he was going too fast on a very windy road, and um, uh, the car lost control. Um, he took it through this this kind of wooded area, and um, uh, the car was. Um, totaled, mm. and uh, but there wasn't a scratch on on Stefan or Sarah or a friend, and and that accident really shook him up. I remember uh, being there, uh, my wife and I, and the state trooper, um, and the state trooper and I talked, and um, uh, he said he was, was going to have a talk with Stefan about. Um, how he, the reason he couldn't negotiate the curve <laughs> that he's going way too fast and and uh, I said please do and 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 make make sure make make sure you you put the fear of God in him and um, and that state trooper did but you know we 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 loved them and we said look this this was a mistake staff and and we're just so thrilled the Lord's hand protected you all. But that that really led him to, uh, I think, number one, know that his heart wasn't right with God. That uh, though he was a church attender and um, uh, was accepting of kind of the input uh, and sharing of the gospel, he, he wasn't acting on it at all. Well, and, um, I, well, well, he's, uh, yeah, that was point. I, I, I want to read this quote by him real quick. We, we, we got to go to the break, but he, uh, he, when he was benched back in 18 and then fired at the end of that year, rehired and then fired at the end of training camp. Um, and, and he got picked up by the chiefs, uh, after being unemployed for five weeks sitting on his couch, watching NFL games. So you could put anything in substitute for NFL games. Pretend he's a, a computer programmer. It doesn't matter what the job is. The, the fact is, anybody who gets fired, 
rehired and fired again and then unemployed, it's going to be frustrating. He says, I believe God allowed all this to happen to test me, to bring him glory, and to teach me, here's the key, how to better follow. And um, and I, I'm just uh, grateful that, uh, that you guys were able to encourage him and he was able to walk through that. Um, because he had iron sharpening him. Hey, Leo, we're going to come back after this last break, and I'm going to get back to that question I ask you, how the Father's love gets us through difficult times uh, and get you to elaborate a little bit, okay? Okay. All right, last break. Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. If you want to listen to this or any past broadcast, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. We'll be right back with our last segment with Leo Wisniewski. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, September 9th, and we have uh, Leo Wisniewski of Locking Arms. I want to give you his website again. Uh, You can go to uh, the website for Locking Arms Ministries if you want to give and help support um, Locking Arms. It it is a a great ministry um, up in um, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, that. Leo has been involved in ministry up there for a long time. He's got a lot of guys around him, a good board. It's called LockingArmsMen.org. That's L-O-C-K-I-N-G-A-R-M-S-M-E-N.org. They're involved in mentoring kids in the inner city. They're involved in traveling over to the Dominican Republic or Haiti um, and helping uh, people over there. And, uh, they're just doing what people are supposed to do who love Jesus. And uh, I've always appreciated his heart for the Lord since I met him. And uh, he is uh, was was and is a good brothers with uh, Tunch Ilkin, who uh, passed from this life to the next last week. And I asked him a question back in the first segment that because uh, he, he has a passion for the father's love for his kids and he, he he wrote a book about it um and uh 
I, 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 uh, was moved by that. And Leo, I just, as you go through difficult times, maybe when you lose somebody, cause there may be people out there who have lost somebody. Uh, there's a lot of people have been passing away lately. It seems like whether it's from COVID or other things, and they may be struggling, even though they're believers, um, with losing somebody that maybe it was as close as touch was to you. How does a father's love move you through this time? Yeah, you you know what's so profound in that question um, that you would ask me that today is today all around Pittsburgh on these electronic billboards have um, this uh, uh, statement has been popping up and, and it's um, a quote from Tunch, my son, my son, I love you. Mm. Uh, and then on the billboard, uh, Tunch Elkin in, in his years, 1957 to 2021. Mm. And um, that, was, that was something that um, Tunch uh, expressed um, not only to his two sons, Clay and Tanner, but also as he became kind of a spiritual father to many men who, who were fatherless. Mm. And, um, and so, uh, that's been, um, conscious speaking beyond the grave, (laughs) uh, today powerfully. Um, and, and those words, my son, my son, I love you. They, they are reminiscent of, of the father's blessing on Christ at his baptism um, this, uh, uh, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Um, I love him. And, uh, and so, um, for us, uh, many have called it the crown of the gospel. Yes, we are justified and, and clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Though we were guilty, we are, we are declared not guilty, and we're declared righteous by God um, through faith in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation. Um, but justification um, makes us right with God, um, and in it we are baptized into Christ uh, by His Holy Spirit, that baptism is a baptism uh, whereby the spirit of sonship, also called the spirit of adoption, indwells us and unites our hearts to our Heavenly Father, mm. uh, that we begin to know Him as our Abba, um, which is Aramaic, and is, is Daddy is some use, but it's much more reverential than than just daddy um but it is this this intimate and deep uh and actually the deepest of connections that through christ's victory the father embraces us um as the sons and daughters of god and that that's life-changing to to go from living out of the human paradigm where everything is perform, perform, perform to the Jesus paradigm 
where we are loved and accepted completely uh, at the foot of the cross, and and there our sin is traded in not only for the righteousness of Christ, but for the position, the place of sonship, so that in the same way the Father loves Jesus and looks upon Jesus, he loves us and looks upon us with the same love. Mm. That, that's a comforting thing. And, then, you know, this past weekend I was I was in uh, church and our pastor was sharing from First John, and he shared something, um, Leo, that I, I've never – I've read through it a lot. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of times. And it never stood out like it did this past weekend when he was sharing it. And in first John chapter three, it says, by this, we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our hearts before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. And, you know, when I read that and I hear you talking about that father's love, it is a, a great thought, isn't it? That no matter what happens, we never have to fear the wrath of God if we're his children, ever, 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 no matter what you do, no matter what you've done, that the only thing that God wants for you is to grow you. And so even his discipline, even though it might be painful, is loving and caring and instructive. It's not punishment, Amen. you know, Amen. and, and, and it's always restorative rather than retributive. Yes. I really like that that interplay of those two words and how different a restorative kind of discipline as opposed to a retributive kind of discipline which is which is a punishment. It's it's exacting punishment. Yeah, and, and we're kinda geared to want retribution, aren't we? I mean, if you look at movies that we see, I mean, men like action movies anyway. Most of the action movies, there's always retribution. <laughs> I mean, there's a, yeah, th- th- you know, right. that's, and we like it, right? We kind of glory in the retribution. Okay, he deserved that. And uh, I was talking to guys this morning in our Bible study about it, and it's like, why do we look at that that way in life? Because the truth is none of us deserve God's love, but yet he offers it to us and and when we have it when we're his children when we've you know allowed his love to come into our hearts and and we're reborn as his children we never have to fear being cast away i mean that's just a it's a it's an incredibly assuring thing and and you see the people that have really embraced it especially guys like you and touch where you see it in the life being lived out where so much so that uh you know, even when he's struggling with ALS, and by the way, he, this was not a very public thing with a lot of people. I know people knew about it, but it, I mean, Tunch just kept on going, didn't he? He kept on doing the things he did. He did. He and he he had such a, a grateful spirit, Doug. And when people asked him how he was doing, he would smile and he'd say, "Better than I deserve." <laughs> And he really meant meant that. He, it wasn't in any way kind of a smart answer. It was that 
my Lord has lavished his grace on me throughout my life, his grace and mercy, and and I'm I'm doing way better than I deserve. Mm. And I know he he longingly awaited his homecoming with the Lord, but man, he he was battling ALS. He was he, he was the model patient in terms of all of the walking, the special exercises, the underwater treadmill that he did with John Kolb twice a week. He he was battling, um, but man, he was he was always filled with this gratitude mm. for the Lord Jesus and what he had done in his life. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Leo Wisniewski, uh, a good brother uh, and fellow minister of Tunch Ilkins, who just passed away last week up in uh, Pittsburgh. Tunch Ilkin was 63, and uh, I had the privilege of meeting him through Leo. Leo, thank you so much for introducing me to Tunch and let me come minister to your guys and tell Ray Sartori up there. I said hi. I know we're we're out of time, but thank you for being our guest uh, on SWAT Radio. Just kind of sharing about what God's doing up there in Locking Arms, and I want to let people know one more time: LockingArmsMen.org. L O C K I N G A R M S M E N dot org. You can go on there, click on Giving, and support this ministry. It is a great ministry in Pittsburgh and around the world. Leo, thank you for being our guest today. Tell Stefan we'll be praying for him, and we'll continue to pray for you and all the brothers of Locking Arms and at the Bible Chapel, okay? Thank you, guys. It's been a a blessing. We love you. All right. Love you, too, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to SWAT Radio today. Hey, I wanted to let you know, if you want to listen to this or any past program, you can go to www.swatradio.com, click on past programs, and you can listen. Next week, for women in the Jacksonville area, hey, we have SWAT for Women. My wife, Lori McCary, is going to be teaching every Wednesday right here at the Salem Center. That's 7235 Bentley Road every Wednesday at 10 a.m., We'll be back tomorrow on SWAT if you Radio. If SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual